power of visitation. Hear the Spirit call. Welcome to another podcast of Dr. Leslie Bakupon. Be blessed as you listen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We thank God for this morning. Just close your eyes wherever you are. Just thank God for your life. Thank Him for another Sunday. Just give Him glory. Give Him praise wherever you are. Just lift up your voice. Just say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your grace that is sufficient for me. Thank you for your strength that is made perfect even in the times of my weakness. I believe many people have sat in vehicles this week, but you have arrived at your destination safely without any casualties. You have been healthy, you have been strong. Even if you felt a headache in the course of the week, I believe you are fine now. You are still among the living. Just thank God for provision. Thank him for the divine escapes that you are not even aware of. The Bible says he will give his angels charge over us that our foot shall not be dashed against a stone. There have been many deliverances that the Lord has wrought on our behalf, even without our knowledge, even with us not being aware. Just lift up your voice and thank God. The Lord desires your thanks. He, 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 he loves it when you give him thanks. Just give him glory. Give him praise. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him that you are alive even during this period of COVID-19. His love, his protection has been your portion. Thank him for your family members that you've not yet heard of any of them having been infected with this virus. Thank him for the fact that you've not heard bad news this week. Just give him glory. Just give him praise. It is always good to spare some time to be grateful unto God. Our relationship with God is not just about asking and asking, but we need to spare a thought for the things that he has done for us. The hymn writer said, count your blessings and name them one by one, and it will surprise you what the Lord has done. Just give him glory, just give him thanks, just give him glory, give him thanks. You want to pray committing yourself into God's hands, even as this word is about to come forth. There is a way in which you can listen to certain messages and feel it's for somebody else. I want to pray that Lord speak to me myself. Let your word be like a mirror to show me my true state. The Bible says we shall examine ourselves from time to time to see whether we are in the faith. When we fail to examine ourselves, we drift gradually and at the time we realize we are completely away from the highway of the Lord for our lives. We want to pray this morning, the Lord. Speak to me through your word. Direct me through your word. Transform my mind through your word. Just lift up your voice and pray this prayer. That you will not see it as a message for somebody else, but as a message for you yourself. Something that will help to transform your life. Something that will help you to live life and live it more abundantly. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Pray against any distractions of the enemy. The Bible says, when the sons of God gathered, Satan also appeared amongst them. That means when God's people have an agenda, Satan tries to, to, to also appear in the midst of God's people. You want to take authority over any form of distractions. You want to pray that your mind shall be alert, your spirit man shall be open to receive the engrafted word of God today in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I believe that some of the things that God is going to speak through me today that will ring in your mind at the appropriate time, that will ring in your spirit 
at the appropriate time. It may be just one word. It be just one sentence that you need. Pray that every obstruction and every distraction shall be removed in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Son of the Living God. Shall we pray? Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this morning. Thank you for this gathering. Because it's unto no other name but unto the name of Jesus Christ. For a word says, wherever two or three are gathered in your name, you are there in their midst. Holy Spirit, I ask that you shall take absolute control. As I'm about to speak your word, may I not speak of my own accord. May I speak as you grant me utterance. By virtue of the fact that I'm a blood-born citizen of the kingdom of God, I take authority in the realm of the spirit and I declare a supernatural injunction on any activity of the enemy. We declare the hearts and the minds of the people of God sanctified and made ready for them to have an encounter with their father this morning. Take glory, Father. Take glory, Son. Take glory, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' most excellent name, have we prayed with thanksgiving. Amen. We thank God for this morning. We thank Him for His Word. We are still on our series on the abundant life. And as previously advertised, I'm going to speak on the subject of integrity. Integrity. I believe this is a very important subject because um, the church of God is suffering an integrity crisis. In fact, it is not just in the church. It is out there. There is a lot of dishonesty out there. There is a lot of corruption out there. And I believe we need to speak to ourselves through the word of God to bring us back to that place of integrity. My prayer is that as I preach this word, the devil will not make you see it as a word for somebody, but as a word for you yourself. Hallelujah. Because when you walk in integrity today, you reap the fruits thereof tomorrow. Amen. Those who do not walk in integrity will also reap the fruits of not walking in integrity. And so it is very important for you to understand the subject of integrity and apply it to yourself. You see, most of the time when we talk about integrity, we are thinking about big things. We are thinking about that corrupt politician who is signing contracts and adding zeros that are not supposed to be there. Those are the things we think about integrity. You are thinking about that big man of God that everybody knows about and a scandal has erupted in his life. So when we think integrity, that is all we are thinking about. But in our own little ways, in our own lives, there are a lot of ways in which we are challenged with the subject of integrity. In fact, I believe this week your integrity has been tested one way or the other. Probably even on, I was going to say on your way to church, but we are not there yet. We don't know what the president will say. Hallelujah. But um, probably even this morning when you woke up, your integrity was tested one way or the other in a very, very little way. Integrity is integrity. Now, let's find out the definition for the word integrity. I searched for the word integrity and this is what came. It says, the quality of being honest and having strong moral principles. That is integrity. The quality of being honest and having strong moral principles. Hallelujah. The word integrity comes from the same root word that produced the word integer. If you've been to basic school before, you know what an integer is. It's a whole number, a number that doesn't have any fractions attached to it. So what you see is what you get. Hallelujah. So if you have integrity, it means you are whole. What we see of you in public is what you are in private. Integrity means you do the same thing you do in public 
as you do when no one is watching. But really, can you really examine yourself and say that is true for your life? Because there, there are a lot of people who may answer the same question differently depending on who. Ask them the question and who is standing there. That is a complete display of the lack of integrity. Hallelujah. Now, I want us, the main anchor text I'm going to use is Psalm 15, verse 2 to 5. The psalmist was describing the characteristics of such a man. And I'm going to pick certain things from this portion of scripture to look at the characteristics of the man or the woman with integrity. Now, what is the Bible saying here? It says, those who lead blameless lives. So, I was describing a certain group of people. And do what is right, speaking truth from sincere hearts. Verse 3. It says, those who refuse to gossip or harm their neighbors or speak evil of their friends. These are the people of integrity. Next. It says, those who despise flagrant sinners and honor the faithful followers of the Lord and keep their promises even when it hurts. These are people of integrity. And the verse 5. It says, those who lend money without charging interest and who cannot be bribed to lie about the innocent, such people will stand firm forever. May you stand firm forever. These are some of the characteristics of people with integrity. So I'm going to take them one by one. From the scripture, we can see that a person with integrity is a person who is blameless. There are some politicians, you can't get anything to say about them. They are men of God, you can't get anything to say about them. They, they are blameless. And let's look at John chapter 1, verse 45 to 49. Jesus will be describing Nathaniel. Somebody went to tell Nathaniel about Jesus Christ, that they found the Messiah and that he's from Nazareth. And Nathaniel, sincerely in his heart, he believed nothing good could come out of Nazareth. So he asked what good thing can come out of that. The man was being sincere. That is what he believed. And let's look at what happened. He said, Philip went to look for Nathaniel and told him, We have found the very person Moses and the prophets wrote about. His name is Jesus, the son of Joseph from Nazareth. Verse 46. He says, Nazareth. And you can see there was an exclamation mark. He exclaimed. You see, there are some people, what you see is what you get. It's like, they don't modify their it's like you know he exclaimed Nazareth they say exclaim Nathaniel can any good come from Nazareth come and see for yourself Philip replied next verse he said as they approached Jesus said I would have expected Jesus to be offended because he heard and perceived Nathaniel's heart he said as they approached Jesus said now here is a genuine son of Israel a man of complete integrity. May God describe you as a man and a woman of complete integrity. You see, as he was approaching, Jesus had read his heart already by the gift of the word of knowledge, by his prophetic instincts. He had read the man's heart. And I believe it was even concretized by the answer he gave to, or the, the exclamation that, hey, it's like, that's how I feel. So that's what I'm saying. I don't feel one thing and say something else. Hallelujah. He said, a genuine son of Israel. A man of complete integrity. Next verse. He said, how do you know about me? That's what Nathaniel asked. Jesus replied, I could see you under the fig tree before Philip found you. 
I mean, even before Philip found him, he had spotted him already. And the last verse, verse 49. He said, Then Nathaniel exclaimed, Rabbi, you are the son of God. In fact, if somebody tells you a man of integrity, you will believe that he is the son of God. He said, you are the son of God, the king of Israel. Hallelujah. This is Jesus himself endorsing somebody and describing him as a genuine person, a man of integrity. Another version says there is no guile in him. So, can you really look at yourself and say there is no guile in you? There is no deceit in you? There is no, like everything is straightforward. Everything is, is as it is. Hallelujah. Let's read First Samuel chapter 12. 1 Samuel chapter 12. Let's start from verse 3. Now Samuel had come to the end of his ministry. And this is what he had to say to the nation of Israel. He said, Now testify against me in the presence of the Lord and before his anointed one. Whose ox or donkey have I stolen? So this is a man of integrity. He is blameless. He, his hands are clean. Have I ever cheated any of you? As the prophet of the nation speaking. Have I ever cheated any of you? Have I ever oppressed you? Have I ever taken a bribe and perverted justice? Go and bribe the prophet that when he comes, tell him that uh, he, his father is the one causing the problem so that they will clash their heads and then the property will come to me. <laughs> he said, tell me and I will make right whatever I have done wrong. Next verse. He said, no, they replied. That means nobody had anything to say against someone. In your ministry, may nobody have anything to say about you. May, may your garments continually be clean. Ecclesiastes says, may your head never lack oil and may your garments continually be white. Blameless. He said, you have never cheated or oppressed us. You have never taken even a single bribe. Next verse. He said, the Lord and his anointed are my witnesses today, someone declared, that my hands are clean. Yes, he is a witness, they replied. Hallelujah. This should be the testimony of every servant of God. That nobody should have anything to say about you. Completely blameless. When certain men of God die, people will consider men of integrity. Look at how the world responds. Look at how the world responded to Billy Graham's death. It was like a president was dead and look at the tributes that came the things people said about him look at how the world received the death of Reinhard Bonnke I mean many people used him as their DPs and stuff like these are people who held the torch of the gospel and walked in integrity scandal free ministries just recently we lost Ravi Zacharias and look at how people are celebrating him. These are people who walked in integrity, free of scandal. Their hands were clean. And so men of integrity are people who are blameless. There are politicians who, who, who are blameless. You can have politicians who are blameless. Hallelujah. And I encourage Christians to go into politics. The area of politics has been polluted too much by corruption and lack of integrity we need men and women with the spirit of god and with integrity to enter some of these corridors of power hallelujah you can't say 
just because the place is corrupted the system is corrupted the political circles are corrupted people will lie to 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 gain power and things like that you will not go otherwise it's only people who likes that things who enter the field of politics and we need men and women of integrity we need more men and women of integrity if you are listening to me and you have political ambitions it is not evil at all hallelujah continue to harbor them continue to pray continue to pray for the spirit of wisdom and the anointing of the holy spirit to be upon you i've said time and time again that it's not every gift of the spirit that is meant for the pulpit joseph obviously had a prophetic gift he could see into the future he had a lot of wisdom to go with the prophetic gift but joseph was never mentioned among the prophets when they are listening to the prophets they never mention him among the prophets why because that prophetic gift he had was for an administrative role imagine you having a minister of agriculture or, or, or finance minister with joseph's gift for this country who can see into the future who can tell that look this and this and this and this and so this is what we need to do we will be the most prosperous nation there are people walking around with such gifts hallelujah the same holy spirit that empowered joseph is still alive in us so there are people with such gifts people with such such levels of wisdom if you believe god is pushing you into some of these corridors of power don't resist go there and make a difference into the corporate world into the higher echelons of of corporate power we need men and women of integrity people with the spirit of god people who believe in biblical principles to go into some of these places to make decisions that will favor the kingdom of god hallelujah point number two a person with integrity does what is right if you have integrity you will do what is right Now, there are a lot of things we do. Sometimes we laugh over them, but they are not right. And it displays a lack of integrity. I'll mention some of them. If it scratches you, accept it. The word of God is a sharp sword. There's no sword that doesn't pierce. There's no sword that doesn't cut. So when I mention yours, just allow the Holy Spirit to work on you. Hallelujah. There are things we laugh about. There are things we see as, oh, this is it's nothing. But it actually reveals our lack of integrity students are supposed to sign when they go to school sometimes most institutions sign for lectures that you were there people can call their friends Charlie today I get some move B for Kaswa so I beg Make you sign, give me. And as they are passing the sheets down, Kofi Mensa is not there, but Kofi Mensa's signature will be represented. We laugh about these things. We say, oh, but there's nothing. You are not different from the one who is signing a false signature to make money in a big corporate institution. You are not different from that minister who is signing a false signature to make millions and millions of dollars. You are not there. You are not there. Why should somebody sign your signature for you? It is a complete... And Christians do these things and don't even feel an iota of conviction. They don't feel like they don't... Nothing moves them. It's like it's normal. As a Christian, your life is not a normal life. The Bible says a city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. You see, things that unbelievers will do, 
and not get into trouble for. There are some of them you a believer you will do and you will get into trouble. It's simply because you are a city that is set on a hill and you cannot be hidden. An unbeliever who is in the darkness, you see, when you do something in darkness, it's easy to cover it. You, you are in the light. You are a city that is set on. You are not only in the light, but you are set on a hill. You will be found out. You will be exposed. The unbelievers will be there laughing. Hey, also for you too. So you too, you were, you were doing these things with us. And they'll be there. I pray that God will convict you. This little, little thing, sign your signature. Medical personnel, excuse duty, signing excuse duty for somebody who is not sick. It is one thing I've made clear to the people around me, relatives and this and that. I said, if you come and ask me for excuse duty when you are not sick, the first question I ask is, which sickness do you want? And if you like, mention, <laughs> mention whichever sickness, because you are, you are trying to tell me to give you sickness on a piece of paper and stamp it that you are sick. Life and death lies in the power of the tongue. Be careful what you wish for yourself. There was a time somebody came to see me, said something abroad. I should give a medical report to show that he was sick during the time. I told him plainly, I won't do it. I will not do it. The person eventually got somebody else to do it. The person is doctor, but no medical doctor. PhD doctor. Because his stamp has doctor on it. I mean, everybody assumes it. And the person wrote a medical report and signed it and gave it to him to go. Well, that one is between him, his God, and Satan. I have nothing to do with it. Signing things you are not supposed to sign. And these are things that are happening. As Christians, we must stand for the right thing. Hallelujah. You may see this as little, little things, but you are not different from that big man who is doing that corrupt thing in his office. You are the same. Your signature is too precious for you to contaminate it with acts that show a lack of integrity. Your signature can do so many things. In fact, as a medical person, your signature can bring somebody millions. Insurance things. Your signature on a, what do you call it? On a police form can take somebody to jail for 10 years. So that signature is too precious for you to be using it for things like that. I pray that we'll walk in integrity. May, may the Lord convict you. If, if you are working somewhere and you are signing things you are not supposed to sign. If you are a student somewhere and you are letting people sign things for you. Procedures you didn't do. You sign for them. In your training, they say, oh, do this, 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 this. You write, I did this and this and that. Plenty, you list many things. Meanwhile, none of them. You can't do any of them. And you are signing for things that you are not supposed to sign for. May the Lord have mercy on us. Things like illegal electric conne- electrical connection. Oh, we shall get it for free. And you go and see somebody, they just do. You're trying to direct. You're directing it. With the MFM meet animal. This illegal thing, water. And you see, when we are doing some of these things, eh, that is when Satan strengthens his power of rationalization. You will find an excuse why you should do it. If controller pays you more than you are supposed to, how many people actually even go back that you paid me 2,000 CDs extra and I don't deserve it? You say, look, even what they are paying me is not enough. 
I deserve much more. So God is rewarding me. So let me take it like that. Let me chop it like that. May the Lord give us the grace to be men and women of integrity. I remember there was a certain time, some areas of fuel allowance many years ago came. And I went to take mine. And later I got a call. You see, I moved from one department to another. So they made a mistake of issuing a check to the first department and then issuing another one. So it was double. So I got a call from my old department that my check, another check is there, double the amount. So when I went there, I showed them the old one. I said, I have one already. The guy looked at my face like, are you normal? Free money. And it was full allowance that came from some aluta. So you know, those days accumulated for years, plenty. He looked at me as if I'm mad. How can you do this? Double the amount of money. I said, I know where God is taking me. This thing, somebody can pick it and use it against me one day. You say you're a man of God. You say you are preaching. As I'm preaching about integrity today, if I had taken that thing, the person would have probably come and commented under the Facebook, oh, by you. I remember that day when you chopped double, uh, what do you call it? Double fuel allowance. We must be honest people. Hallelujah. When it happens, like, trust me, the devil will try and rationalize it for you. Give you reasons. Good reasons. Why you should do it. But may the Lord give you the strength to stand in those times of temptation. Let's read Ephesians chapter 5 verse 11. It's still about doing the right thing. Ephesians 5 11. It says, take no part in the worthless deeds of evil. So they are doing some corrupt things in the office. They are doing some corrupt things in the office. Signing things they are not supposed to sign. Making monies they are not supposed to make. That, oh, this is our boss. He's cheating us. So we to young farm bought aside. Let's, let's, let's divest some of the things. Let's not record all the sales. Let's, let's take some of the money because we are, we are working hard and all the money is going to the pocket of the boss. It says, take no part in the worthless deeds of evil and darkness. But it's the last part that is even more challenging. He said, but instead expose them. I'm not the one speaking. That is why the scripture is projected on your screen for you to see that I'm not paraphrasing. He said, instead expose that means from this scripture what it means that if you even know it is going on and you keep quiet uh-huh, that is where the, the test of integrity because it's like uh, you you are the, the chuka in the in the place the people are doing the thing you are aware exams if people are cheating are you supposed to lift up your hand and say sir there is some cheating going on here people will hate you you see one of the main reasons why people display a lack of integrity is because we want everybody to like us we want everybody to like inherently that is it we want everybody to like us but you see if you are going to be a true christian not everybody will like you if you're a child of the light those that are in the darkness will not like you hallelujah third point a person with integrity speaks the truth we have belittled lies in the church of God. Even while giving testimonies, people lie. And when we talk about lies, 
There are different categories of lies. Half truth. You give the thing, but you don't give the whole truth. And at the end of the day, the meaning is distorted because of what you left out. Many of you are laughing because you know what I'm talking about. You leave part of the information. And you see, it's different if you leave that part and the, the input of the message is the same. But when you leave part and it distorts the import of the message with the intention to deceive with the intention to sometimes it's just a lack of a sharp memory so you leave some of the things you leave portals in what you say but if you intentionally leave some out with the intention to deceive and to change the import of the message you have lied hallelujah when a wrong thing is said and it gives a wrong impression and you are quiet and you don't correct it if let's say you've not been to law school but somebody is introducing you and that introduction is very very important and the person asks that he is a lawyer and you come and take up the mic and you are happy that they said you are a lawyer it is a form of lie hallelujah so lies is not just when it is black and you say it is white or it is white and you say it is black there are different shades and different colors of lies now we even talk about white lie and black lie everything that is bad they give it to us black people <laughs> white lie and black lie the white lie is the one that is not exactly a black lie is a straight lie that one you you open your eyes and with all boldness you declare it and it is not true that is a black lie a person of integrity does not lie you don't go and say this here and say something else. People like to give false impressions of themselves. You want to portray yourself as having more money than you do. They are social media liars. You go and pose with somebody's car and you say, Thank you, Jesus. You've not said it's your car, but the impression you are giving is that the car is yours. Thank you, Jesus. My prayers have been answered. You rationalize that you are predicting the future. <laughs> but you are giving a certain impression of yourself. You say you were born in London. Meanwhile, you don't even have a passport. You don't have a passport. And you were born in London. Lies. People lie. People lie on CVs. They are things that are not there. And because most of the time... A lot of people don't spend time to check everything on your CV. It goes, oh, so this guy is a meanwhile, nothing. People go for political vetting and some of these things come out. Ah, this thing that you said. You said you were there from 19 so so and so to so so and so. But we checked and realized and then people are tongue tied. They can't talk. Lies. A man and a woman of integrity will not lie. Will speak the truth. Let your yes be yes. And let your no be no. Point number four. A person with integrity does not gossip. You have integrity, you don't gossip. Mm. Gossip can cause a lot of a lot of problems. It can cause a lot of harm. Let's read Proverbs chapter eleven, verse thirteen. Proverbs eleven thirteen. Proverbs eleven thirteen. It said a gossip goes around telling secrets. 
But those who are trustworthy can keep a confidence. That some people, eh, you don't make a mistake of telling them a secret. In fact, before you tell somebody a secret, make sure the person is not a speaker. You echo it. Make it loud for everybody to hear. The thing you are telling the person and saying, I'm telling you this in confidence. After you leave, the person will pick their call and also call somebody and say, I am telling you this in confidence. And the next person too will tell somebody in confidence. And the time you realize we have what we call an open secret. It's a secret, but it is open. Let us run away from the spirit of gossip. Hallelujah. Yeah, some people call it news update. Giving news update, CNN and you know, I've said this story before. One of the tertiary institutions, there were three girls, they're very powerful, very spiritual girls. Every meeting they are there and all. But gossip, that room, they could gossip. And so they named the room Onipa and Sashi. Because when your name goes there, they would dissect you into pieces, add pepper and garlic and onion and fry you apart with their tongue. Meanwhile, when it comes to tongue speaking, when it comes to prayer, when it comes to worship, when it comes to attending church, they were top of the list. But their room is called Unipa and Seshi. May that not be your portion in Jesus' name. Gossip. Number five. A person with integrity does good to other people with no strings attached. So it's not just about doing good to people, but with no strings attached. So manager, give the person the employment because they need it. Don't worry the young lady with a relationship behind the scenes. That you scratch my back, I scratch your back. You help me, I help you. Nowadays, these things are arrive. Especially in the corporate world. You have to give something in exchange for something. Nothing comes for free. But a man and a woman of integrity will do good with no strings attached. The Bible says the blessings of the Lord make it rich and added no sorrow. There are some people, they will do you good, but the sorrow that it will come with, it will be better if they hadn't even done the good for you. So a man and a woman of integrity will do good to people with no strings attached. When you are doing good, do the good. Don't expect any favors back, especially illicit favors. And young ladies especially, be on your guard. There's a lot of unemployment in the system. But don't compromise your Christian principles in order to get a job. There are many people out there who demand all kinds of favors. To change your national service um, posting for you. You've been posted to Wale Wale. For you know, God wants you to go there and make a difference. Yes, if you feel led to change it, try and change it. But not when people are demanding certain kinds of favors. Even in a normal, what do you call You say, oh, you can come and see me in my house. I'll give you one of the telcos. The, I'll place you in a bank or, you know, things like that. There are people who have gotten banks for national service and they didn't have to compromise anything. Trust God. Believe in God. You see, at the end, I'll tell you that God rewards integrity. God rewards integrity. Anything you will lose as a result of standing for integrity, know for sure that there is more ahead of you. Five times, ten times more ahead of you. 
Joseph stood for what he believed in. He could have exchanged what was ahead of him, which was being the second most powerful person in the most powerful economy in the world at that time, just for favor from the wife of his master. But he stood his ground. He decided to walk in integrity. And he had way, 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 way more. Probably all he would have got was probably more food in the house, nicer clothes to wear, less work to do. How is that compared to controlling an economic power? When you stand your ground today, you are investing into a big reward God will give you in future. And may God give you the strength to stand for the truth. A person with integrity does not speak evil of his friends. Does not speak evil of his friends. Look at what Proverbs chapter 16 verse 28 says. That some people, they are, they are tail bearers. They'll go here and say this. They'll go here and say that. They are troublemakers. It says, a troublemaker plants seeds of strife. Gossip separates the best of friends. Some people, their experts are separating friends. They'll go to this one and say, do you know this person doesn't like you? Do you know what this person said about you? Do you know this person doesn't have good intentions for you? That is a troublemaker. And people who behave like that are not people of integrity. And there are people walking around like that. They enjoy clashing people's heads together. Even in church, they can go and tell this pastor this and tell this pastor this with the aim of, you know, causing confusion among them. Some people have a morbid desire to see confusion. To see people fighting, to see people at loggerheads. When there is peace and unity, they are uncomfortable. It's an evil spirit. It's, it's a demon that is worrying you. Hallelujah. Troublemakers. A person of integrity does not speak evil of his friends. There are some people with you, they are nice. They'll talk nicely and everything. Leave right now. Another person can say, look at this person. He's this, this, this. What you think of the person, tell the person in his face. Let the person know that I don't like you. Let the person know I think you are not a good person. Let the person know. But don't give one impression in front of the person and go and speak evil of the person behind his store her back. It is a complete lack of integrity. Hallelujah. As a leader, you don't, you know, give the person, oh, this is, oh, everything is fine. Oh, you are good. This is, this is. the person leaves and... You are like, oh, by using this work, right? He didn't even do it well, or you know, that sort of thing. When you have to query, query. You have to tell a person, no, you can do this better. You can do this better. You can do this better. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. Hallelujah. It is bad to speak evil of people behind their backs. If you need to rebuke people, tell them in the face, this thing you did, it was wrong. We could have done it better. And that is it. If you want to keep quiet about it, to keep quiet about it. But don't give a certain impression in front of the person and go and see evil things behind the person when the person is not around. It is cowardice, it is a lack of boldness, and it is a sign of a lack of integrity. So a person of integrity does not speak evil of his friends behind their backs. Number seven, a person with integrity honors godly people. What do I mean by that? Who are, who are your mentors? Who are your role models? Who are the people you want to be like? If your role model is Atai, 
or your role model, the person you admire is Pablo Escobar, drug lord. You are not likely to be a man or a woman of integrity. Hallelujah. When you admire corrupt people, when you admire evil people, you honor evil people. When you come to your room, you have gangsters' pictures in your room. They are the people you look up to. A man and woman of integrity will honor godly people. People with integrity, they are the ones you admire. They are the ones you look up to. They are the people you want to be like. Hallelujah. Number eight. A person with integrity keeps his promises even when it hurts. You keep your promises. means you are one. You are integer. There's nothing added anywhere. When you promise, you keep the promise. But of course, when you promise and you realize it was a bad promise you made, you are allowed to change it. Hallelujah. You promise a man you are going to marry him. And even before he's married to you, he's using your cheeks as a punching bag, slapping you here and there. It's not the time to say, though he slayed me, yet will I trust him. It's time to flee. Go away. Say, man, I said it. I've changed my mind. Hallelujah. One pastor said he wanted to do seven days dry fasting. And he went somewhere to go and pray by day three. He went to some hostel B where they sell beans close by. And he could smell the plantain by day three. He called his junior pastors, Come for me. Me and Amika said, May I fast? I don't do it again. But we are talking about the kind of promise, good promises you've made to people. Sometimes you promise something and when things are becoming difficult small, <laughs> you decide to change and modify. But a man or a movement of integrity will keep his promises even when it hurts. So this hurt I'm talking about is not when they are beating you. Number nine. A person with integrity does not accept or give bribes. Let me dial some numbers here. I'll take it again. A person with integrity does not accept or give bribes. Bribe in the form of cash, bribe in the form of credit, bribe in the form of yam, bribe in the form of goods. A bribe is a bribe. Hallelujah. Bribe in the form of contracts. All bribes are bribes. And a person with integrity does not accept and does not give a bribe. Hallelujah. Sometimes the bribe is camouflaged as a reward. They say it's for the good work. Even in the music industry, there's a lot of, they call it payola. You pay the DJ. Even if your song is not nice, they'll play it in the air. It will become nice to people. And they will start buying your music and listening to your music. It is bribery. Let the talents of the people speak. Let the people decide. But when you the DJ, you condition the people. Even before they play the song, they will, they will hype it. And as for this song, man, after I mean, well, something has passed through his palms. May the Lord have mercy. Bribery. You can't talk about bribery and not talk about police. 
You can't talk about bribery and not talk about police. When you are driving, you jump the red light. When you are driving without a license, when you are driving, when your insurance is dead, and the policeman stops you and says, Pack, pack, pack. Some of them will add macho. And the way they say the macho, you can see that it's like slotting an ATM card in. Because they know for every action there's an equal and opposite reaction. Something will come out of the in the opposite direction. Pack, pack, pack. Somebody said the police they shout pack, pack, pack. As if the crime cannot be solved with ten Ghana cities. Pack. Bribery. And these are things that are done. They become a normal part of the society. But it is a display of lack of integrity. Hallelujah. Yeah. And we rationalize it. Oh, these people, if you allow them to take you to court, it will waste your time. And this, 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 it is your word against his word. And you will never win. And things like that. It's a display of lack of integrity. Hallelujah. Yeah. We rationalize and sometimes even use scripture. Matthew, Matthew chapter 5, verse 25. Some people actually quote this when policemen catch them. Matthew chapter 5, verse 25. So, this one you have been caught by a policeman. They say, Settle matters quickly with your adversary who is taking you to court. The policeman says, I'm going to process you fully because you are failing to perform. He said, do it while you are still with him on the way. Because most of the time, they sit on your front seat. They are there. Or he may hand you over to the judge. And the judge may hand you over to the officer. And you will be thrown into prison. So this is part of the rationalization. So settle him quickly. But you see, for you not to fall into these kind of things, do the right thing. Hallelujah. If your insurance is dead, go and renew it. If your roadworthiness is not on, on up to date, go and go and renew it. Some policemen will look for anything, including asking you for a towing rope. Looking for a reason why you must dash them something. But a man and a woman of integrity will not take a bribe, will not accept a bribe, and will not give a bribe. Hallelujah. I pray that God will give us all the grace, the strength, the ability to abide by these things. Yes, yeah, some of them may seem difficult. Difficult not because they are impossible to do, but because our society laughs over these things. Our society sees these things as normal. Signing signatures that are not correct saying things that are not true just to get favors lying here and there with the advent of the mobile phone lies have become easier somebody is a kasua i call it some kolibu look at the distance between kasua and kolibu but there's no way for the person to verify so we lie but may god give us the grace to be truthful to walk in in the spirit of integrity when you walk in integrity you will reap the rewards thereof 
Don't say, oh, you're a young lady. Things are difficult for you. Married men are approaching you with very juicy offers. You know, all you have to do is to say yes. And of course, you know it's not just about saying yes. There's more to it than saying yes. And your problems will be over. And you may be struggling. You may be genuinely struggling. Maybe you are in an office. People are driving cars because they are doing wrong things. They are doing illegal things. And you are wondering, ah, this thing crashed. Should I just give in? This scripture is for you. Galatians chapter 6 verse 9. Galatians chapter 6 verse 9. It says, let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, and I like that phrase, at just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Hallelujah. Keep on saying no to the married men. Keep on saying no to the bribes. At just the right time, God is going to reward you. See, young lady, it's a dangerous thing to to date a married man. The kind of curses you release upon yourself. And make sure you don't fall within the line of fire of a praying wife. A woman who knows how to engage God on her knees. Your life will never be correct. Because everywhere she utters will follow you. And probably even follow your children. Leave the married men alone. Trust God for your own. If you are struggling right now, believe God. Continue to maintain your integrity. As the scriptures have said, I am not the one who has said it. That at the right time, God himself is going to bless you. Don't go dating somebody with gray hair who can be your father. Does your father even know that you are calling his age mate baby? Your father's age mate and you are calling him baby. Is your father aware? Your father thinks you are a good girl. You are, you are, I've sent my daughter to school. She says, good. But you are calling his age mate baby. Let me leave that point for now. <laughs> At the right time, God will bless you. I remember I had a patient. She was a final year student in Lego. In fact, she wasn't my patient. Her mother was my patient. And her mother was terminally ill. And the father died while the mother was ill. Two weeks later, the mother wasn't even told the husband was there. Two weeks later, the mother also died. So in a matter of two weeks, eldest daughter with two other siblings behind her, the youngest had now entered SHS. She was left alone. Mother dead. Father dead. Nobody really to support. And this lady found herself in a very, very difficult situation. In fact, both parents were buried together. They had a funeral for the two of them at the same time. And I remember telling her that trying times are ahead. The devil will present you with a lot of alternatives. If you can hold yourself and maintain your integrity, God is going to bless you in future. And it was like, like magic. Suddenly, offers from married men most of them friends of her dead father. That by God's grace, this lady was able to maintain her integrity. She said no to all of them. She got help from all sorts of corners. She finished school, got a very good job. As I'm talking now, she's married and 
living life very comfortably. She's been able to see all her other siblings through to school. And they are all even employed as we speak. So that scripture is true. If you do not relent in doing good, standing for what is good, God will bless you. He will reward you at the end of the day. God will not look at you, you know, um, giving up opportunities like that when he owns the earth. He owns everything in the earth. He can cause things to move. He can cause things to come your way and he will not reward you. And his word is binding. As he has said it, he will do it. So God rewards integrity. And integrity will protect you from embarrassment in the future. Luke 8, 17. It's one of my favorite verses. In fact, it's one of the scariest portions of scripture as far as I'm concerned. Luke 8, 17. It says, For all that is secret will eventually be brought into the open. And everything that is concealed will be brought to light and made known to all. And this is Jesus speaking. If there's anything you are doing in secret, which is not right, the scripture is saying that all of it will eventually be brought into the open. What you are in private must match with what you are in public. The side of you you show to the world must match with the side of you or what you are when the whole world is not watching. That is what we call integrity. Remember, people are watching. But more importantly, God is watching you. Shall we pray? Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this word. We pray that this word will be cemented deep down in our spirits. I pray that this word will echo in the minds and the hearts of your people. Even long after this broadcast. Pray that as people sleep, these words will continue to prick the crevices of their minds. I pray that you give us a renewed sense of a desire to walk in the spirit of integrity. Even with the little things we compromise on, give us the strength, give us the grace. Even with the things that society sees as normal, but your word has said are not right, give us the strength to stand for what we believe in. Give us the grace and the spirit that was upon Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. For them to be able to stand not against a few friends, but an entire nation with a dictator of a king. They stood for you and you stood for them in the fiery furnace. I pray in the name of Jesus that you grant us the grace to have this same kind of boldness. Those that are struggling with dishonesty, I pray for the grace to be truthful. Those that are struggling to stand on their feet and declare what they believe, I pray for the strength and the boldness. Those who can declare their stance on things openly, even though deep in their hearts, this is what they believe. For the fear of people not liking them, I pray that you give them the grace and the spirit to be able to stand for what they believe in. I pray for the church of God. We pray for the church of God. That there will be a renewed sense of integrity. From the clergy right through to the laity. Let us be the shining light that you want us to be. Let us be the beacon that you want us to be. Let us be the light of the world that you want us to be. Father, we give you thanks. We give you glory. The glory, Father, the glory, Son, the glory, Holy Spirit. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. In Jesus' most excellent name, have we prayed with thanksgiving. Amen. We trust you have been blessed by this message. For more information, Reach us on 024-873-7250 or on our Facebook page, The Overflow Worship Center. Stay blessed. Overflow!
Shall I overflow? Overflow. Where does the